1: This is the Heart, Soul & Hustle podcast, episode number 101. And on this episode, I'm taking you behind the scenes and talking about what I'm learning in my mastermind. So stay tuned. Hey there, you're listening to the Heart, Soul & Hustle podcast. My name is Zach Spuckler. And on this show, we talk about how to go from passionate side hustler to full-time online business owner with tips, tricks, and interviews to help you take it to the next level. Let's do it. What is up, hard hustlers? Welcome to another episode of the Heart, Soul, and Hustle podcast. Now, I'm really excited for this week's episode because I'm going to be taking you behind the scenes a little bit to what I'm learning from my mastermind. Now, if you don't know, I'm in a mastermind program with James Wedmore, and I've been in it for two and a half years now. And it's just a group of amazing entrepreneurs that are working towards very similar goals in the online space. And we have monthly calls and we meet quarterly in person to just hot seat and mastermind and and just get the most that we can out of our online businesses. And so I thought it would be fun to record an episode where I take you behind the scenes a little bit and talk to you about what I've been learning in my mastermind. Now, Here's the thing. I've talked about this before on the show, but I think it's worth mentioning again that what I've learned about scaling an online business is that the difference between making you know $100,000 and $200,000 or three hundred, dollars or four hundred, dollars or five hundred, dollars tends to be mindset, and it tends to be the stuff that goes on between your ears. So this episode is gonna be a little different in that it's not quite as tactical, But at the same time, it is really tactical because it's going to be talking about the changes that you need to make to your mindset and the way that you approach your business to help you scale and get even better results. So with that being said, let's dive into it. So the first thing that I've learned from being in a mastermind for a couple of years is that you need to get help. And this is something that I resisted my first year in business. And I remember myself saying, I will join a mastermind or get a coach when I finally hit six figures, or when I finally get to X, Y, and Z, I will do X, Y, and Z or ABC. And I've since learned from my mastermind that in order to get to the level that you want to be in business, you have to first behave like you're already at that level. So, Simply put, if you want to be a six-figure business, you have to act and behave like a six-figure business would. And this is something that took me a really long time to understand, but it's this model of be, do, have. We think that in order to have something, we first have to do something in order to be where we want to be. But the be, do, have model says that in order to be a six-figure business, we need to do what a six-figure business would do in order to have a six-figure business. So a really simple example that I can give you is outsourcing and hiring your first virtual assistant. Now, at the six-figure mark, a lot of successful entrepreneurs know that they need a virtual or in-person assistant to help them with their business. But they think that in order to get there, they can kind of just hustle and do the work on their own, and then they'll get to a point where they're ready for the assistant. But here's the thing, in order to be ready for the assistant, you have to be running a business that needs an assistant. So it starts to get a little bit meta here, but you have to ask yourself, am I doing and behaving as the business I wanna be or the business I already am? Another example that I can give you is investing in tools. Now, I love talking about this on the podcast because a lot of times people say like, well, I'm not ready to invest in something like lead pages or something like ConvertKit because I'm not making enough money in my business yet. But that's the wrong way to look at it. You'll never make enough money in your business until you have the tools you need to make that money. Let me say that again, you'll never get to the level you want to be in your business without having the tools you need to be at that level in business. You can bootstrap and you can string things together. But at the end of the day, a successful business has a nice checkout system. It has a nice email list software. It's got nice landing pages. Now, I'm not saying that everything has to be beautiful and polished and perfect. But what I am saying is, are you holding yourself back because you're convinced it's the cheaper way to go? Are you holding yourself back because you're convinced that you'll just hustle and struggle and do the work yourself? Because think about this. Can you name a successful six-figure entrepreneur that doesn't have help, that isn't using the right tools? You don't get there by stringing everything together. You get there by behaving and acting as the business you wanna be. And this one is just, it's a little meta, but it's something that is so important. So now, when I go to do something in my business, I say, how would this type of entrepreneur behave? So to give you a very real example, I am currently filling up a small group coaching slash mastermind program. And in order to fill that up, I needed a nice scheduling tool so that people could schedule calls with me for sales calls. I needed a really nice survey software so that I could get applications. And I needed to be able to have conversations with people in another country. So I needed to get the ability to call people overseas, whether that be through my phone plan or through Skype. So what I did was I bought a scheduling software. I bought... A survey software and I paid Skype to be able to make international calls. Why? Because if I want to run a program where people are working with me, I need the tools and the systems that create that business. I can't say, well, once I get people signed up for the program, then I'll have a scheduling software, then I'll be ready for an international calling plan. No, in order to be ready to work with these people, I have to already have an international calling plan. I have to already have the software. So the first big thing I learned from my mastermind was this model of do, be, have. What do you need to do in order to be the entrepreneur that has what you want, okay? So on to the second lesson I've learned from my mastermind. When I first started my business, I was familiar with the concept of SMART goals. So SMART goals stand for specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and timely. And that attainable was something that I always thought you needed to have. I thought that in order to set a goal, you had to be able to actually achieve it and Luckily for me, I have a mentor who challenged me on that and said, don't you want to set a goal that's crazy big because you can actually achieve anything in your business. And I thought, I don't know if that's true. At least when I started, I didn't know if that was true, but I've seen people do amazing things. And once in my mastermind, we were asked to come up with five ways we could make $50,000 in the next 30 days. And everybody in the room came up with these different answers to how they could make a ton of money in the next 30 days. And when you step back and you say, I don't know if I can do that. I don't know if that's possible. I don't know if that's achievable. What ends up happening is you limit yourself to your circumstances. And I know that this sounds crazy, but you don't want to do that. (laughs) If we go back to that be, do, have model, realize that all you have to do is be the type of person that achieves $50,000 in 30 days. And I know that sounds a little crazy and a little existential, but this was a huge realization for me, that I was playing small, that I could really achieve anything I wanted in my business. The reality is nothing is unachievable. And that was a really hard one for me to swallow because we hear that and we think, yeah, but. The yeah, buts come in. Yeah, but I don't have a list as big. Or yeah, but I don't have an offer. Or yeah, but I'm in a a niche that doesn't work for that. And I hear that one all the time. And the reality is anything is possible. Attainable is subjective, If you want to get incredible results, you have to start thinking about what incredible results are. And I wish I could give you like some fancy answer about how here's the step-by-step process to setting extreme goals that you can achieve. But it's not that. I was actually having a conversation with my mentor and he said something to me that really stood out. He said, are you being 100% responsible and committed to an outcome? We had been talking about this big goal that I have set. And he said, are you committed to that outcome? Are you being responsible to that outcome? And that's one of the times that it really, really hit me that you can do anything. You really can. You just have to be responsible and committed to an outcome that you choose. So if you say, I want to make 50K in the next 30 days, ask yourself, am I doing and being an entrepreneur that can make 50K in 100 days or in 30 days? Am I doing and being the entrepreneur that gets that result? So one and two are very interconnected, but you can dream big. Not everything that you think of or dream up has to be 100% achievable. It should feel out of reach. It should stretch you. It should be hard. It should force you to be a different entrepreneur. And that was huge for me. So on to the third lesson, something that I really realized from my mastermind is that successful entrepreneurs are on the cutting edge of what's working. And it's weird because based on what I've said so far, it's not all about strategy there. You know, there's no one secret strategy that's going to make you a million dollars. If you're listening to this and you were thinking he's going to give us this funnel that he learned in his mastermind and it's a, it's a million dollar funnel. Yes, there are million dollar funnels out there, but really successful entrepreneurs, they experiment. And so, This was a really foreign concept to me in a lot of ways because I was hearing that you need to be on the cutting edge. You need to know what's working, right? And I started thinking, well, if I know what's working now, then I'm on the cutting edge. But I was forced to flip that a little bit and say, in order to be on the cutting edge, I had to create the cutting edge, And that sounds intimidating. Like, oh my gosh, you have to be the leader in your industry or you have to be changing the way the game is. But I want you to rethink this. All you have to do to be on the cutting edge is experiment, try new things. When everybody else is doing one thing, try something else. You know, I didn't just see this in my mastermind. I started noticing it in students inside my group program that students who follow my blueprints or my system exactly, they get results. They do. But my most successful students, they usually say something like this. Zach, I love your system. It was easy to follow. And here's something I also tried that worked really well. That little sentence of, here's something I tried, makes a world of difference. I want you to think about your next launch or your next promotion. What's something you can do to stand out and be different? There's a really great book out there. Getting Everything You Can Out of All You've Got. Twenty one ways you can outthink, outperform, and outearn the competition. And it's by Jay Abraham. We'll link that up in the show notes over at heartsoulhustle.com slash one zero one. But basically, this book is about thinking differently and being different. So, just a couple of examples. Can you offer a guarantee that no one else is doing? Can you say we have an unconditional lifetime guarantee on our courses? Can you say every person who joins our course gets a one-on-one call with me for 30 minutes to lay out your plan. Now, not everything you do has to be guarantee based or require more of your time. I'm just giving you a couple ideas to make you think, what can I do different? What can I do that no one else is doing? What can I do to set myself apart? Successful entrepreneurs are doing things different. And all that really means is they're experimenting. They're trying something new. Instead of doing your webinar on Zoom or Hangouts, can you host a webinar on your Facebook page? You know, that's something we tried and it was really successful. And now a lot of people are doing webinars on their Facebook page, but at the time, not a lot of people were. And we weren't sure if it was going to work, but you know what we were doing? We were experimenting. We were trying something new. So when you try something new, when you do something different, that's how you be on the cutting edge. So the third thing I've learned from my mastermind is not to try and learn what the cutting edge is but rather to create the cutting edge by doing things other people aren't or won't do. Let me say that again. Being on the cutting edge isn't about just learning the newest strategy or buying the latest course. It's about doing and trying things that other people aren't or won't do. Now on to the next thing I learned in my mastermind and this is a big one and and we won't spend too much time on this but I felt it was really important to mention and that is that everyone faces resistance. Everyone faces resistance. When I was first getting started in my mastermind and with a coach and working in a capacity where I would be surrounded by higher level entrepreneurs I had this belief, and that belief was that these other people were successful because they were fearless, and nothing stopped them, and they didn't second-guess themselves. And what I've learned and what I've been coached on is that everybody has resistance. And I'll give you a really specific example. And this is a little scary to share because we're actually in the middle of this promotion right now. But I decided to launch a group coaching program and I'm actually in the process of launching it right now and it's $5,000 for six months. And I was really facing this resistance about emailing my list with a $5,000 price tag. Not because I don't think the program's worth it, not because I'm afraid that I can't deliver on the value, but because I thought, what are people going to think of me? If I flat out say it's $5,000 to work with me, what will my audience as a whole think of me? And what ended up happening was I wrote this really nice email that I was gonna send, but I was actually afraid to hit the send button. I must have read this email over 15, 20 times, and I was like, "Ah, do I send it? Do I send it? I don't know. What will people think? What if no one applies? What if this? What if that? What if? What if? What if? And we ended up sending out that email, and we had more applications than we have spots in the program. We're actually interviewing more people than we have space for, which is crazy. But here's what I really learned, and the big takeaway I want you to get from this, is that Everybody has fear and resistance, and sometimes second guesses themselves. And we're afraid to hit send on an email. We're nervous about something. We second guess what's going to happen. We worry that people might not take us up on our offer. But successful people, they do it anyway. They're not fearless, right? There isn't this absence of fear in successful entrepreneurs. There's this great quote that I love. That says, courage is doing what you're afraid to do. There can be no courage unless you are scared. See, successful entrepreneurs, and what I've seen in my mastermind is that it's not fearless entrepreneurs that win, it's courageous entrepreneurs that win. It's the people who stare fear in the face and say, I'm gonna do it anyway. They're okay with the fact that there might be judgment. Guess what? When I sent those emails out, there were people that unsubscribed. There probably were people who said, I would never hire Zach. There's people who just don't like it. But guess what? I'm here for a greater purpose. And if I let fear stop me, then I'm doing a disservice to my audience. I'm doing a disservice to the people that need this. I'm doing a disservice to the people that are ready for a group program where they can get results where they can mastermind where they can join people with like-minded interests and like-minded goals. When you let fear stop you, you're not the only one that loses. And this was just a huge realization for me. Everybody faces resistance, everybody gets nervous, everybody who is, you know, successful or unsuccessful, they have concerns and doubts and fears. But the winners It anyway. Now, for the last thing I learned from my mastermind, the last thing that I want to share with you, this one's a little more tactical. So we'll kind of break away from the internal work. But this is something that is really important. And that is that if you want a bigger launch, you need a longer runway. I was introduced to this concept in my mastermind that the longer your runway, the bigger your launch. And basically what that means is that as you go to scale up your launches, as you try to achieve these bigger launches, and I'm talking like six figure launches, big, big launches. It's not just about doing a webinar and selling your product. Now, don't get me wrong. Webinars are great. Challenges are great. They work. But if you're in your business and you're like, I've capped out and I can't I can't go any further or I'm stuck and I've hit a ceiling with my launches, right? If you're feeling that way, it might be because you need a longer runway and a runway is basically what leads up to your launch. Are you doing things leading up to your launch that get people excited? I think somebody that does a fantastic job of this is Amy Porterfield. If you've ever been on her email list or watched her launch a product, she doesn't just one day say, I have a webinar. I specifically remember this example of her launching her webinars that convert course, which is a great course by the way. But in the weeks leading up to it, she started talking about webinars, like eight to 12 weeks before she launched her webinar program. She started talking about webinars. She released podcasts on webinars. She released blog posts on webinars. She started making the case for why webinars are important to your business before she actually asked people to buy. So let me ask you this question. When you're launching your product or service, do people already know they need it or already have an interest in it? Are you doing things leading up to your launch to get people excited? Now, again, this is a little more advanced. If you're doing your first ever launch, you might not have a big runway and that's okay. But as you go to scale, the secret to scaling is to have a longer runway, Do more leading up to the release of your product to let people know it's important. So when I launch my five-figure challenge program, leading up to it, we talk about the five-figure challenge on my podcast. We send out blog posts that I've written about five-day challenges. We interview student success stories on the show to release to my audience. We're making the case for five-day challenges as a powerful tool before we're asking people to invest in my five-day challenge product. So this one's really simple. If you want a bigger launch, you need a bigger runway. All right? So I wanna wrap up this show just by recapping what I've learned inside my mastermind over the last two and a half years. Number one is that you need to follow the do-be-have model. You need to do what it takes to be the entrepreneur you want in order to have success. You have to behave right now like the business you want to be in order to become that business. You can't be a six-figure business without acting like a six-figure business. Number two is dream bigger. I used to love smart goals and I still don't think there's anything wrong with smart goals, but there is magic in dreaming beyond your abilities. There is magic in asking yourself, how do I get even bigger results? Number three, experiment. The way to be on the cutting edge of what's working now is to try new things and be the case study for the newest, latest, and greatest. It's not about coming up with revolutionary ideas or changing the world. It's about trying and doing things that others won't try or do and it allows you to set yourself apart from the crowd and be different. Number four, everybody faces resistance and fear. Successful entrepreneurs are courageous, not fearless, because courage is acting in the presence of fear, not an absence of fear. And then finally, I ended with a more tactical note because I know you guys in my audience love that. As you scale your launches, it's important that you have a longer runway. So there you have it, five things that I've learned from my mastermind and my mentors over the last two and a half years. Now, if you wanna get access to the show notes or check out that book that I mentioned on this week's episode, you can head over to heartsoulhustle.com forward slash 101. Again, that's heartsoulhustle.com forward slash 101. And you can get yourself connected with those resources. I hope that you enjoyed this week's episode. I know I had a really good time recording it. And one more thing, if you're listening to me talk about this group coaching mastermind experience on the show and you want to learn more, DM me over on Instagram. I'm at heart soul hustle. Yes, we've got applications, but we're still interviewing and we're still accepting people. But if you are interested and you are serious and committed to expanding your business, DM me on Instagram. Let's have a one on one chat and see if you might be a great fit for the program because we absolutely love to have you. So get out there do the work, and I'll see you next time on the Heart, Soul & Hustle podcast. Thanks for listening to the Heart, Soul & Hustle podcast. For more great stuff, be sure to visit heartsoulhustle.com.